Welcome back to the Canadian Gumball Behind the Vault Door. Hi, my name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me today is Coach Nick. Coach Nick, thank you so much for being here. This is a, a different location today. Out on Lake Ontario with the stalled sea dew. We're, we're, out so. in, we're out in Lake Ontario. We're planning on doing a podcast out here anyway. But it would appear as though one of the two sea dews that we've taken with us uh, out today is has mysteriously died. So we've got some jumper cables, thank God, out here just in case. for event. cables. You know, uh, like many members of the firearm community, we are always prepared, Semper Fidelis. We're ready to go with some cables. Uh, I don't know how wise it is to jump <laughs> jump vehicles, though, in the middle of a lake. Something we've done, does... it, we've done it before. Well, you know what? Electricity and water in a marina is one thing, but being out here on the water, thankfully it's a calm day. I think we'll be okay. Those burn marks on my toes are just healing up from the last time. <laughs> <laughs> just to prove that things do go wrong out here in the Canadian gun vault. But we're uh, we're looking forward to delivering a, a great podcast because a couple of things have been happening in the news that I think are worthy of note. Uh, certainly, I want to get out of the way right away. Uh, TACCOM 2019 is coming up fast, folks. We got about a month before the largest firearms expo that Canada's ever seen uh, is going to be put on at the uh, International Center in uh, Mississauga at 6900 Airport Road. Uh, the good people there, Firearms Outlet Canada, are running it. They put together 150 vendors, uh, over $50,000 worth of giveaways and prizes, lots of activities for the kids. Uh, so many different industry members are going to be there. Uh, it's, it's really going to be fantastic. Fantastic. I don't know about you, buddy, but I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, it looks like we, we had a chance to see the, uh, to view the vendors that are going to be there. I don't yeah. know if that's been published online. I'm assuming it's on their website. Well, it's, no, but they got, they've got it all listed in the, yeah. uh, the, the guide, the brochure that they put out that's in uh, all the major gun stores across Canada. Uh, you know, everybody's welcome to come to this thing. And, and that's something that I touched on today uh, for the ladies out there that have yet to join the firearm community. If you're interested at all in uh, engaging in activities uh, like this, I, I can tell you that there's never going to be a better time to try on for size uh, the guns that will fit you, uh, which I think is really important for uh, ladies to know. Uh, getting firearms that fit your hand properly, uh, that fit you properly is really important. And so I always tell people to go into stores first and try things on. Uh, you're never going to get a better opportunity than you will at TACCOM 2019 to try on everything. Well, and I, I think they're going to have a panel or some type of Q&A specifically for female shooters, are they not? Yeah, you know, I, I, I love them, Brunette and right. Tracy Wilson. I Tracy Wilson's going to be there. Extend, extend a, a welcome to Wendy Fouquet, too, maybe. She you know, I, I somehow doubt that Wendy's going to be showing up. I, I would be the first person to shake her hand, though, if she did. If she had, if she was open-minded enough to uh, come in and see what we're all about, I, I would be the first guy to stand out there and shake her hand. She might be outside with one of the placards. You know, I, we'll have, we'll have a look. Well, I didn't say that I wouldn't wash my hand after I shook <laughs> it. But Okay, so so TACCOM's coming on. Uh, certainly, we're going to be spending some time at the Trigger Wholesale booth. They've been nice enough to uh, clear out a little space for us. We'll be there. Uh, we will have, people have been asking about it, we will have some merchandise with us uh, there. What are you going to have? Uh, you know, T-shirts, the hats, uh, you know, the new... The new line that we're going to be introducing at TACCOM. We've got, uh, got a, yeah, we got a couple. We got Canadian a couple. Gun Vault Mutandis? Well, you know, no Canadian Gun Vault Mutandis yet. The, the, for those of, the, those of you out there that are Italian listeners, there will be no Canadian Gun Vault underwear. I know what will happen if <laughs> if we introduce that lineup. Uh, perhaps we can contact Victoria's Secrets. for Maybe they're looking oh, for okay, some, right. some additional companies to sponsor. But uh, in the other thing that I'm really excited about, and I know that uh, you guys are all interested in this, uh, we are going to be debuting the Tommy Gun Project at the Trigger Wholesale booth. It's going to be very exciting. It's going to be very exciting. You've already floated some pictures out there of yeah, phase one. Yeah, phase one. to to cater to the... the 
AR crowd. Yeah, to well, begin with. Yeah, well, it's it's all for the AR crowd. Uh, but but the for traditional AR. For 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 people out there that have AR-15s uh, that want to uh, begin to establish that classic iconic look, uh, we we're going to be delivering the Tommy Gun project in several phases, uh, starting with you know, the furniture kit and working our way all the way up to a full-on conversion and pistol calibers. People uh, are going to like that. I've, I, had, I've had the opportunity to see what it's going to look like mm -hmm. following phase one. And if you're if you're any, if you're a traditionalist type of person like I am, or you're into that old school look, you're you're, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Well, for all the Call of Duty fans, Medal of Honor yeah. guys out there, anybody that's ever wanted Little to own, guys. yeah, anybody that's ever wanted to own, you know, that classic, classic, classic-looking uh, piece, you know, the Chicago typewriter, you know the the, the chopper. You know, like it's it's, it's it, it really is. You know, it's 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 been it's been a dream of mine, and to see it come to fruition is really fantastic. I'm really looking forward to showcasing it there. Um, you know, but there's going to be so many other things at the show. F1 Firearms is going to be there. Uh, Mossberg's going to be there. Colt Firearms. Uh, a lot of these companies are going to be operating underneath the umbrellas of, of some fantastic industry members. Uh, some incredible shops. We're going to have NAS guns there, Firearms Outlet Canada, uh, you know, AIM Firearms Outdoors is going to be there. Uh, like a, a lot of the shops. We come early because there's a lot to see. Yeah, yeah. We're really looking forward to this. I like I, Every year I go to the sportsman show uh, thinking that there'll be more guns and, and I always leave a little bit disappointed. Not to knock the people that run the sportsman show. It's a fantastic event, but I'm not as interested in ATVs and boats. No, but it's more, it's more of a, it, it's got a broader scope, right? Yep. Everything to do with outdoors, whereas this is, is a more narrow focus for just the strictly for the most part gun guys right yeah, and, gun yeah. girls. And, and you know there'll be activities for the kids uh there'll be paintball there'll be some airsoft uh, there's going to be uh you know a lot of things to do there and uh food and uh, some great seminars uh, like we said the uh, panel is going to be present uh, i know i was asked to be on that at some point uh perhaps if they still still want to take the chance of putting me in front of a microphone because uh, there's no telling what will come out of my mouth uh, maybe i'll be doing that so I i'm really looking forward to this event again it's september 6th 7th and 8th this year, it's going to be TACCOM 2019. Uh, going to really be a special uh, occasion. It's going to be good. Yeah. Be good, but yeah. what else you got? You know, I, I got to tell you, watching that global news posting. Oh. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's just like watching a train wreck. You know what? It, it, like... it, 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 it was brought to my attention. We caught it very early uh, before it was ripped down. For the people that are completely unaware of what happened, there was a uh, Facebook posting from the global news media group out of Montreal and I want to be very specific because when I spoke to management there they wanted to make the distinction but I, I, I made it abundantly clear that you know global news is global news you are a division of global news and, and of course they had to concede defeat on that uh, on that point uh, of interest but it, it, I found it really interesting because what had happened was uh, the and you're gonna have to excuse my language for all the young listeners out there the posting was a article linking mass shootings to the number of guns that are in you know legally owned <laughs> I believe it was and so they're, they're again trying to make that uh, division between legal gun owners that never commit crimes and you know all the criminal activity and shootings that have been going on you know in Toronto and around uh, the USA and, and abroad uh, they really are trying to blur those lines and confuse the general public into believing that bans are the answer which they are not uh, I have my feelings on that subject I think it's going to actually result in the black market exploding with guns but that's that's neither here nor there so they, they ran this article but the caption in the article obviously uh, written by the person who had posted it was something to the effect of uh, gun owners well well first of all guns were designed to kill people 
right? That's, that's you know, essentially all they're good for was the message uh, contained in that line. Then it was immediately followed up with gun owner, gun lovers can fuck themselves. Find <laughs> something else to do. Find some other way to get your thrills. And it, it, it's been, it was screen captured so many times. If you haven't had a chance to actually see it, it, it won't take you long to search it out on Google, I'm sure. Because or you know, have a look on Instagram for it because it's all over the place. But yeah, you know what? It it it's it's funny because that was a subject that came up with the uh, nice lady that I spoke with from management. Her name escapes yeah, me. Yeah, how'd that go? You, t- you well, spoke to somebody that was beyond answering the phones, did you not? Yeah. Well, you know, I always tell people, you know, don't write emails. Call. You know, whenever you have a, a legitimate complaint, emails can be avoided very. You know, emails can be avoided very easily. I always tell people call, call because you get a live person on the phone, and no matter what, you tie that person up. And you know, not that we're looking to tie people up, and that's not the primary purpose of calling, but it is to speak to somebody and to let them hear a human voice on the other end of the line that's displeased with whatever it is that they've done uh, in an effort to damage the firearm community or affect uh, us with, you know, horrible changes in law or to try and you know. Make make our image. Well, hopefully, you know. try to get a, a common sense, reasonable answer as well, right? I mean, yeah, that's, that's what you hope for. I'm looking for explanations when I call yeah. that day, and you know, of course, you know, get your get your thrill someplace else. Go fuck yourselves, gun lovers. Seemed very unprofessional, and and to see it change within, you know, uh, it doesn't seem like a very inclusive comment. Does it? No, no. Today's day and age of political correctness. Well, all about the terminology. That seems very discriminatory. Well, that and, well that well that was exactly the way I worded it, and that. Of course, was when she backed up quite a bit because I told her that I, I, I would think that you know she would know what had happened, and she said yes, I'm completely aware of it. It was brought to my attention, and this article was pulled down immediately, and uh, we're very sorry. And I could hear her reading from a cue card, essentially, you know, the same thing that I had been told from you know, by a young man that answered the phone first. You know, he immediately began to apologize. That is not the way we speak to our audience. That is certainly not the well, kind of language. Yeah. Well, well, hold it. You know, the the the, the initial explanation because this this posting went out. And then, of course, it was followed up immediately once the post had been taken down with the exact same article, only it read, you know, this is not the type of language we use. Uh, This was a former employee, right, a former employee and and, you know, not uh, not the views of our news media group and certainly. our audience expects more uh, than this from us, and we apologize, you know, for for this happening, and it'll never happen again. Steps have been taken, and it's it was it was really kind of funny to watch, but they they really made it abundantly clear that it was a former employee, and and that they had posted it by accident. <laughs> and, oh, okay, so I'm, again, like I put that on, replied on the post, my bullshit meter is broken after I read that because you had to make the effort to compose that post you had to make the decision to click the button i don't know how you do that all that by accident well so to me that's bullshit well so I'm, I'm calling i'm curious to see what answer you got or maybe she skirted the issue when you brought up the, the topic of former employee were they a former employee because they had posted it or they're a former employee that was disgruntled so therefore they posted it trying to get a little revenge well, but it's uh, all about the timing. Right it, now. Oh, absolutely, and I and I and I made that uh, very clear to her when I was speaking to her. My my first thoughts and were how ambiguous, 
ambiguous was the answer that you received? Well, initially, uh, you know, she started immediately with the apology, and I told her that's 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 fine. I, I realize you're apologizing. There's no new, there's no more need to apologize. You've already you've you've already done that. Yeah. And I and I always referred to her as uh, you know Ms. McDonald because uh, that that is her name. I, I her first name escapes me right now. She was a very pleasant woman, and she would have had to have been. Well, yeah, she she was operating from a position of clear disadvantage. Uh, I had the high ground, and she was in the grass, and there was no question that I wanted to jump all over this one because it was a clear indication of how some people very high up in the world of reporting at Global News, because you must be in order to have access to the audience like that. Like, does I mean, that, does that not have to go through an editor first before that gets posted? Like, well, it makes some thoughts I've had post post. Well, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to paint a picture for you. Right. You don't get to address Global News audience. Right? Like, unless you have clearance. I, unless you have clearance. Uh-huh. I mean, you don't have those passcodes. You you don't have the ability. I'm sure they don't hand it off to, you know, uh, a guy behind the camera. I'm sure they don't hand it off to somebody who sweeps the floor. It's not like these passcodes go around to a lot That's of a good people. Point. That person would have had to have had some kind of clearance or authority yeah. to be able to just post something that immediately goes out through no filters other than their own. Yeah, like I mean, I have, I have no, there's no doubt in my mind that Global News would not have approved this message brought to its well, audience. No, man. Like, no, they, no. They received some money, don't well, they? Well, well, you know, that, that subject came up too and she, she told me that's print only and that's another subject altogether. She, you know, I, I mentioned to her the credibility uh, that is in question with major media groups right now with $600 million at the ready uh, to be paid out to people that the liberal government feels is deserving. Uh, and she immediately came back with, well, that's for newsprint. That's not for us. We don't have anything to do with that. And, and I said, well, that's fine. That hasn't been made public. Well, that hasn't, well. That, that hasn't been made public. I, qu- I question everything coming from Global News anyway. They clearly... Them uh, and the Star now, right? Them and the Star. They've always had kind of a, a very negative slant on firearm ownership in Canada. But this, this is the part, though, that really got me. You know, because we talked about a lot of things, and I'm sure I'll get the order confused at some point, but I, I can I can give you the gist of it. Uh, I, I told her there was no more need to apologize, and that you know that that's done. Uh, it went out. We can't take it back. People have seen it. 2.5 million people could have been very offended by what was language and and a thought process that should never hit the mainstream news like that and be put out there for general consumption and it really does beg the question who else in your organization thinks that way and and what steps and measures have been taken exactly to ensure that this never happens again and who was this employee and of course you know immediately she said well I'm not telling you the name of the employee that's privacy and certainly you can understand that mark uh, given your you know previous employment and I said no 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 I'm not asking you I'm not asking you for the guy's name. I'm not looking to get anybody lynched. What I want to know, though, is like, I mean, who was he in terms of, like, in your organization? Well, he yeah, must have been. Position. He must have been high up or held a position that he would have access to your audience like this. So, like, I mean, we're talking about the upper levels of your reporting staff. Like, this isn't going to be a beat reporter. Yeah, and so, so you know, uh, somebody on high, you know, uh, wrote this and put this out there. That's my thinking. Correct me if I'm wrong. And she, of course, said, "Well, I don't really want to talk about it." Was her first reaction. So I immediately came back with, "Are you?" telling me that you don't want to discuss what happened here today and she backed up I said because I would like to think that after that discriminatory totally well, you start throwing un, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, unacceptable 
right? Delivery of the news. Irresponsible delivery of the news. And she said, well, it wasn't us. It was one one person. Who was, what do you mean? Well, hold, well, hold, well, hold on. Hold on. It, was I, I, was, it wasn't the news group. It was it was one person, okay? And we've, we've effected measures to make sure it never happens again. I said, well, I think now the onus falls on you as an organization to demonstrate that you have taken action. That you have taken action. We want to know. Yeah, well, it, you know, the, she said we'll be issuing apologies all week. I highly doubt that. I think they're going to want to forget about this one as soon and as if possible. Anybody's seen one of those apologies? Send it in. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to see how there often they come up because I'm willing to bet we're going to get one or two max before it on disappears. Page it'll it'll disappear. But you know, she she made it abundantly clear that they were taking action. I said, well, really, what is it? And she said, well, I, I, I'm not at liberty to discuss that with you, and I'm not going to. And I, and I said to her, I said, well, the onus falls on your organization to demonstrate that you've rooted out right, this kind of bias. You know, like your reporting is supposed to be impartial and objective. This is clearly the, the total opposite end of the spectrum. And I think now you've got to convince people that we're not going to have to be subjected to this again in a very subtle way that people won't be able to see. I, I think that it's it's up to you guys. You know, and she says, well, you know, this, this really isn't, you know, our fault. And she said, we're taking responsibility. We're making the apologies. But it really isn't our fault because this is one person. I said, isn't there policies in place? Did you not? Did you ask her how it's not? Not their fault. Well, well, hold on. I'm getting to that. Okay. And, and and so I, I said to her, I said, are there not policies in place? All right. I said, for, I said, I said, first of all, first of all, uh, why, if this person's, uh, if this person was fired, was this person fired? Did they resign? When were they fired? She said, I am not giving up that information. I said, look, I understand why you're being tight-lipped because I'd be really concerned about a lawsuit if I was you with this kind of discriminatory language coming out of a mainstream well, media group. And, and if they've been, they were fired a while ago, what kind of lack of security is going well, on? Well, yeah, right. Over mail server. Yeah, like, well, that that was the that was the next point I made is like, you know, the obligation to report the news fairly and to not allow just anything to be thrown out there really falls on you guys. So, like, I mean, if somebody wanted to throw up, a, you know, a message that was incorrect, I mean, couldn't they do that? Like, what kind of protocol do you have in place to ensure that, you know, the messages that go out by yeah like where are the checks and balances i said when was this guy fired you know guy or girl i said when was this person you know i was very clear it was a person i didn't want to get caught in the gender identity politics so i I said i said who was this person like i mean like when were they fired you can you can at least tell me that was it after this happened or was it before this happened like i mean what what's the nature uh, of of the dismissal if in fact they were fired and she said i can't talk about that and of course i said yeah given the fact that this might turn into a lawsuit i I totally understand why you wouldn't want to talk about the particulars that way. Okay, let's move on to, you know, gun ownership. And I said, look, you got to understand that people from my community uh, have felt more than just marginalized. They've felt victimized. We got governments and mayors and former chiefs of police pushing, pushing, right, for firearms legislation that only impacts legal gun owners and not, right, the people that are committing the crimes. And, And those people are feeling already mistreated. And your news media group put out an email that is a clear example of how you guys might really feel and I mean it's awful it should have never can we agree that it shouldn't have happened she said absolutely shouldn't have happened it was one person and I said yeah well you know we've got legal gun owners that are never committing crimes and we've got shootings in the streets in Toronto and they're all criminals like I mean let's face facts I mean the gun owners uh, legal gun owners of Canada are not the problem and yet you guys keep going to print with articles that are seemingly very biased and she said yeah but like well yeah I know but hold on but then but then she says to me, look, well, let's stay. Up, man. She says, let's stay on point, Mark. Uh, we're talking about this particular issue only. And I could tell she didn't want to offer an opinion. I said, that's fine. I said, so you're telling me 
that this one person acted out and, you know, although Global News is accepting some responsibility for it, it's not your fault, right? Like, I mean, the whole organization can't be blamed for the loan actions of one person. And she said, no, no. I said, so you shouldn't have to worry about your ability to report the news. And she said, no, no. I said, you shouldn't have to worry about your, your licenses being revoked. Hold on. You shouldn't have to worry about your licenses being revoked or your papers being suddenly ripped off the shelves, right? And she says, she says, well, no, no, of course not. It was one person. I said, yeah, one person. So you don't believe that global news should be collectively punished for the actions of one lone person acting on their own, right? You don't think that you should be collectively punished for that, do you? And she went dead silent. I said, stop. I want you to she apply. I want you to apply. I want you to apply that same philosophy to legal gun ownership here in Canada. And I want you to think about that before you put your next article to print. And she, and she, and she said, "I see your point. I totally see your point." I said, "So she's there for." Well, you know what? No faith that they're just going to come out and publish another bullshit. I'm not. That lumps us in with all the criminals out there and does nothing to vet their sources or publish an unbiased article. Hey, I'm not. Hey, I'm not saying that the world's going to change overnight. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it, but I can tell you right now. I I owned her. I owned her, and I, you know what, and I, and I got, I, you know, it wouldn't have mattered if it was a guy or a girl. I, I owned that, I owned that woman for two seconds because she had nothing to say when she was there pleading for her organization not to be blamed for the actions of one person. I can tell you this, folks, right? The legal firearm community, right? We we're involved in like .002% of all shootings in Canada. We don't even register as a percent, and yet they're willing to blame all of us, right, for the actions of criminals who've never had. Had access to firearms, and shouldn't have access to firearms. firearms. Yeah, they're using illegal firearms. Thankfully, now somebody, I don't know who it was, it twisted Mark Saunders' arm, but the Toronto Chief of Police came out and said that he admitted it that most of the shootings in Toronto have been uh, involving illegal firearms and, you know, may- maybe gangs. I think that the onus. Uh, people get released. Did you see that one too? Yeah, well, you know, we got, we got, well, we got a couple of great statistics lately. We got, we got something like 685 firearms being lost by police agents. Agencies and/or the military in the last 10 years, we've got we've got Mark Saunders admitting that you know it's gang activity and not illegal guns, and that you know perhaps uh, several other people have admitted recently that smuggling is the key issue. But you know what, Doug Ford, I got to tell you something. You may not like Doug Ford. Uh, he's the guy tightening the belt right now. Toronto may be feeling the pinch and not liking it, uh, but. Ultimately, all right, he's come through with some really sensible talk uh, at the podium saying that, you know, legal gun owners are not the problem. Uh, these people that are involving themselves in, in criminal activity and violence involving firearms are, are usually using illegally smuggled guns. Uh, God bless them for coming out there uh, that hard during a time when I'm sure it's not a very popular opinion to have. 25 million, though, are going to combat illegal gun and, and gang aspects of that yeah i sent that to you friday i think yep and shears come up with a, a platform that uh, most people seem to agree with with the exception of number four uh people aren't liking the idea of temporarily relieving people of their firearms uh, yes, as a result of some mental health uh, mental health I questions no i don't have any issues with it the problem is and, and they face the same problem in the u.s right now yeah. is the problem is is where do you draw the line who the line who's making the decision yep. all that kind of, so as long as that's ironed out ahead of time or there's a little more clarity brought to that ahead of time, then do it. Uh, you know, I, I, I have no problems with people with mental health issues, serious mental health issues that are a risk 
to the public safety, not having firearms. I really do believe that. I think that everybody has, you know, a God-given right, of course, to defend themselves for our American listeners. But I, I do believe that everybody will agree that people that might be prone to, say, psychotic episodes shouldn't have access to guns. That's the end of it. And we're coming in on the end of this podcast. We lots of time. 16 minutes? Okay, we, we got 16 minutes. Okay, well, you know what? We'll fill a little bit of that with some more conversation about the U.S. Because I got to tell you, I know we got hey, a lot I'm of... I'm going to beard. Let's mention that. You know, <laughs> Coach Nick is the last known person in my life without <laughs> facial hair has decided that he wants he to grow a beard a at 50. <laughs> oh, no, there's no ages. We're not uh, no ages. No, 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 no discriminatory practices. You here. don't have a beard. You're busting my balls. You know, I always got a little bit of scruff going. I, I Since I retired... From policing, I, I no longer have to shave every day. I actually I'm like it. Thick enough by the by the beginning of the school year, and I'll just scare the hell out of the kids out of my class for the first time. You know, just add to the intimidation. Factor. Like, <laughs> yeah, listen, you're not in. You're not, in, you're not at Disney anymore. You just come to Hell's Kitchen for the next months, kid. You're gonna scare the newbies in, in grade all, three or four. Yeah. Oh God. It's all about the intimidation. Factor. <laughs> hey, do you know what? Don't. Don't let them see fear in your eyes, man. Those kids. I, I just think of kindergarten cop. There's always a couple that try to test the first week. Once they finish crying, they understand for the, re- the remainder of the nine and a half months, they know how it's going to go. And everybody's good. <laughs> I just, every time I imagine you in a classroom, I think of kindergarten cop. That's, that's all. It's not the first time. Listen, to be honest, it's not the first time I've heard that. It's not a tumor. It's definitely not a tumor. No. I'm your, I'm your mother now. Oh, you, can't, I you, want your mom, you want your mommy? I'm your mama now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to call it quits early just because we're floating out to sea here at the community. I, I see the coastline getting further away. We still yeah. have to jumpstart these things. Yeah, wish us, wish us luck. If we're not a podcast for a little while, that means we've been in the hospital or nursing wounds or something. So it's time to get this thing going. I, I will be placing this recording device in the airtight, water-sealed compartment of the sea If it's found, and this is our last podcast, I apologize to you all for not being bright enough to come out here with say a fully sharp sea say, say some prayers. Uh, Dave, you can have my, <laughs> my, my clock radio and... Uh, <laughs> You don't, you don't, you don't get to keep my guns. Uh, there is a will already. That you're not named in. Uh, you're gonna get a couple, but not all of them. And Dave, just do me a favor, please. Promise me you're gonna start getting up before 1 p.m. Like the rest of the world. <laughs> I would ask that everybody, if I don't make it, go to TACCOM 2019 in my honor. <laughs> anyway, that's about all the time we have, Coach Nick. Thank you so much for joining us. Always great. Thanks, man. Hope everybody's having a great summer. <laughs> all right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to like it. Subscribe. Subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.